Um, yeah, so look, I think that Tyler, your opinion on Sprite versus Ceramis doesn't matter. And we'll just we'll start we'll start with that. Um, with no need to include it in the show because this is just my weak about content, I think Can we start with that? Up. That I enjoy spaghettios. I That's like spaghettios. Uh, uh, Tyler texted us today and said lunch, and it was a can of fucking yeah. spaghettios. Unapologetic. Which, by the way, I don't think I realized until I saw that picture that I thought spaghettios was a Chef Boyardee product. It's not. It's just yeah, Campbell's it spaghettios. Campbell's makes the best canned stuff. Campbell's soup. No, they, they literally do not. Uh, that's about it. Campbell's soup and spaghettios. But that's all you need for, for canned <laughs> items. I... Canned soup yeah, items, I, mean, I guess. Um, yeah. It's gross. It, it's um, <laughs> This is... That, that's the McRib. Well, we all Italian agree the McRib is okay, and there's and some people who love the McRib, and I love a good old bowl of SpaghettiOs. I think it's delicious. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. That was an that. old commercial. That's a real Shout old commercial. Shout out to all the old, old yeah. folks out you there. You remember the commercial where that guy is um, smoking yeah, look, weed on his couch, and he deflates into this like empty balloon on his couch? and. Oh, it was, was a it? girl, first oh. of all. Um, <laughs> well, let, let's not assume. Um and so, uh, but yeah, yeah I do yeah. remember that commercial. I remember the commercials thinking, used to be like uh, in your face. It used to be. Do you remember the commercial? It, I think it may have been actually a British one where the mom, like, like starts like uh, throwing a temper tantrum in the grocery store because her kid is. Her kid starts going, "I don't want to go." So she throws herself on the ground and starts throwing a temper tantrum, and it was like uh, a, a, a Trojan commercial nope. or something like that. Maybe I'm mixing two commercials <laughs> no, up. Either way. Ringing a bell. How have you guys been? It's been a while the only since commercial... we've seen each other. I I I, I miss seeing you it guys in person. Yeah. We're remote again. Tyler is now the one with the uh with the weakened mm-hmm. immune system. He was not feeling well. We decided to stick with remote. So yeah, I mean I'm doing uh I'm Why doing are you good. Guys How, sick I mean, all look, the time. I don't know, you know? Jesus. I mean, I gave well, you COVID. You're the long, one that's like so. in a in a lab with like diseases constantly. You have a stronger <laughs> yeah, immune Ryan, system. Ryan works around uh, the animals all the time. He's used to it. I don't know. I, I think it was I think yeah. I went out a lot for uh What well, you were like testing on 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 bats with like viruses a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, we got them from a uh one one, one of those uh fresh markets. Yeah, and then Wuhan. Directly yeah, yeah. Smitty's calling in remote from Wuhan. Um, yeah, uh, look, I'm doing great. I mean, I know I did the solo podcast. Yeah, good job, Saturday, by the way. I'm I like still, that. I'm st- good job. I'm st- thank it. you. Thank you. And I'm still glowing from my from my win over Ohio State. I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on, on the games on Saturday since we didn't. You yeah, know, I games, mean, not just uh, the uh, quickly, my, my thoughts on the Michigan game were similar to yours. They looked like the better team. I thought that Ohio State, you know, Ryan Day in the press conference said that he thought they kept up and they the, the final score shouldn't be considered necessarily as much as they were in it. And uh, he said they were in that game a lot more than, than the final score might say, which I kind of – would disagree with. He, yeah, he's not actually well, that wrong. Ohio State jumped on him quickly. And, you know, it was – they had one thing they were going to do, and it proved that it really wasn't going to work through the game. And Michigan had lots of little adjustments they made. And I think that, honestly, when it boils down, you know, Harbaugh is probably a much better coach than Ryan Day. You know, I said that initially with Ryan Day. I said, how do we know this guy's so good? I was a huge skeptic at first. And then – I was really impressed with with the, the recruiting and the winning because we saw this year at A&M, 
You can have a great class and a lot of talent, but you do still have to coach and know how to construct other assistant coaches and a program to win. So Ryan Day did that, and he kind of kept that winning going, which isn't the easiest thing. Like the Big Ten is not that easy to just dominate like Ohio State does. So I started to kind of turn a little bit, give him a little more credit, put him up in those in that in that caliber. But he got out coached, and he's starting to get out coached in some of these big games he's in. I'm wondering if he's going to be able to be in that elite level of of coaching, but. That was a big a big deal for me too. Was Harbaugh versus Ryan Day? I mean, Harbaugh's a, a better coach. So two and one against him now. Yeah, yeah. like honestly, and he's not he, he's not that wrong. Like, uh, like I mean, five really big long scoring plays for Michigan. Right, the rest of the of the offensive plays for Michigan were, you know, held in check for the first half and just not that crazy in the second half. But we're talking about a handful of really but important that, plays, that, and then. Same thing on the defensive side, where like Ohio State wasn't executing properly on third and fourth down, whereas like Michigan was. Michigan just, you know, was executing better when it mattered. That that was the Those difference. Those deep my plays, I understand what you're saying, but I think we have to look at it differently because that was a fundamental approach that Michigan had. Michigan hadn't shown a lot. You you know this uh, of like that real vertical game all year long, and I didn't know that going in. I right. listened to people talk about that, and you know, but that's what they said is Michigan. Hasn't sh- and this was pregame before the game started. They said Michigan hasn't shown a lot vertically. They haven't shown a ton this year, but they're right. gonna do- and, and they didn't really yeah, need so, to. So I think that those vertical plays—it's not like an anomaly because usually I agree with you they, they, for those vertical plays. It's like okay, if they didn't give those up. You know, maybe we rewind and how different every game was it. But I think that was repeatable in big games and in such a part of the game plan. I give Michigan a lot of credit for it. So you know, I don't know a lot. If you look at some of these, have you guys seen like the percentages for? ESPN and all the like what Ohio State is to make the playoffs still. I think it's kind of right. They're still high. like I don't know if Ohio State's going to get in. They have a chance. I mean, well, all it takes for them to get in is for USC to lose. That's it. Because USC would have lost to Utah okay, but, twice. But don't at that you point. think that Alabama, and so a two-loss Alabama out. team with their resume and their and their schedule, it, like matches up to Ohio State? No, I I really think. I think the fact they already put Ohio State above them is all that matters because neither of those teams yeah. have any more no, games I mean, left on their yeah. schedule. They're, because they, yeah, and, and how can Alabama jump them now? They don't do anything. And like the not that the committee wouldn't be salivating to get Alabama in as well, but like you know the committee. Look, they're not always just going to pick the best teams. We we know this. They pick brands. Um, and having Ohio State versus Georgia would be a big matchup, and the potential of. Having if Ohio State would upset Georgia and Michigan wins the first round, having a Michigan Ohio State national championship game would be like you know every TV right. network's wet dream, right? I mean, the Michigan Ohio State game on Saturday was the most watched regular season yeah. college football game ever. That's awesome. Um, and so you know that that would be a big deal. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm still I, my whole point is I'm still glowing off this victory. It feels amazing. Um, and just two years in a row, it wasn't a fluke anymore. And uh, I love that. After the first year, everyone was saying, oh, Ohio State players had the flu. It was, you know, that's why they lost. I'm sure they just had the flu again this year. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> the flu. Flu game. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, you know, obviously we have, we have a, a packed show. We're going to be breaking down all the, uh, the conference championship games. Coming up on Saturday, we've got uh, College Football News. The coaching carousel has uh, is in full swing. It's been crazy. Um, and... We have some uh, some World Cup talk yes, we as do. well, Tyler. Which, man, Me too. Yeah. I'm excited Let's about go USA. that. So, USA, USA, but, woo! Oh fuck yes! Um, but we might as well start with the 
all the the big coaching hires, and there's been mm-hmm. some really big ones. Um, the most recent, of course, Hugh Freeze being hired at Auburn. Um, this is a really interesting one to me because I feel like this hire is either going to be really good or really bad, and I'm not sure it'll be Hugh anywhere Freeze. in between. Um, he he showed a lot of really nice potential when he was at Ole Miss before he was fired or resigned or whatever. Uh, he beat Alabama a couple times when he was there, like really was – uh, overperforming by Ole Miss standards, he was recruiting big time, and then of course, you know the the whole um, scandal came out with him, you know, uh, contacting you know uh, escorts or whatever um, improprieties, and 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 there were recruiting violations as well. And so now with NIL, maybe he can avoid some of that. But <laughs> my point is, you know, he's 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 done he's done a good job at at Liberty, but I don't know. It, like my guess is that Hugh Freeze wasn't their number one pick. I mean, obviously there were the Lane Kiffin rumors, but I think he could be a really good fit. And certainly having Auburn have a flashy offense, which we know if Hugh Freeze has, um, you, there's a lot of potential here. And I think it could go down again as being like a a slam dunk great hire for them. And it, but it could maybe go south as well. And I'm I, I'm I'm kind of I, I just want to yeah, see how this too. plays I mean, out. I, I think it could. Go a lot better than, than people think. He's learned a ton, I believe, these last couple of years. And I don't know. He When mm-hmm. he got those big jobs earlier in his career, I just wonder if he was ready for it. So I think he's learned a little bit, come back, and I think he'll do a good job with – they talked to a lot of people. You know, this wasn't just a, a quick hire. So I think he'll freeze will be – I think he'll surprise people. Right. But who knows? The SEC is getting tougher and tougher. So For sure. Um, and then – in my opinion, the best hire out of all of the uh, all of the schools that are bringing in new coaches, Wisconsin lands yeah, Luke Fickle, sure. which I was surprised at. Um, he there were rumors that he that Notre Dame reached out last year in the offseason and he turned down that job. I thought he was waiting for Ohio State or like a massive program. I'm kind of surprised that he went to Wisconsin. I'm not gonna lie, but. That's an incredible hire for the Badgers. Really incredible. He's a Midwest guy. He can recruit in that area. He's proven as a head coach. Um, and the Big Ten West, uh, you know, just got a lot better thanks to, thanks to that. Yeah, hire. that was uh, that was one of the big ones. Um, I think that's going to completely shift them. It's going to be a matter of like one off season. They're going to win immediately. Luke Fickle is a great coach. Uh, Matt yeah, Rule though. The- Matt Rule to Nebraska. I mean, that was a big one too. Agreed. So um, I, I, I would put yeah. those like 1A, 1B in either direction. I think Matt Rule's going to – unfortunately, I, t- <laughs> I talked about before, I think Nebraska just needs to go to Division Two, get out of everyone's way, you know, just do themselves <laughs> a favor. But, uh, yeah, they got Matt Rule. So now, unfortunately, they're going to be awesome really, really, really fast. Yeah, and with, 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 with Wisconsin, what kind of football do we see from them? I mean, talk about like a school with tradition and running Tradish. the football and between the tackles, and now you get uh, you get fickle, and I think they may open things up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and he kind of ran still like kind of a, a semi-more traditional thing at Cincinnati, but it wasn't as full-blown – you know, three clouds or, or three three, three clouds yards, and a yard of dust, dust, like you see at at three clouds <laughs> and a yard of dust at uh, at what we've seen at, at Wisconsin, and um, I think the biggest thing will be I think he can recruit probably a lot better than so, all right. So back to Paul you, Chris. You know, oh, had. I'm sorry, I thought you were done. I, I hate remote shows. I don't like not being in the same studio <laughs> with you guys. Uh, Tyler's angry. I'm folks, fire he's fired up. I, I want to go back to Hugh Freeze real quick because uh, I have a quick headline. Um, when Hugh freezes over, 
Okay. So that can be used in the future. Uh, just like tuck it in for like when they beat yeah, Alabama. Something like that. When you, Hugh oh, froze okay. over. But um, did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see Lane Kiffin uh, trolling Hugh Freeze on Twitter? No, I missed it. But oh, he's, he's such a good so, Twitter yeah, troll. Lane he's like Kiffin one of the is, best. Is the best. The best coach Twitter Lane. follow in sports. Like the best. There, there is no agree that it, Mike Leach he's is not up as there too. But he's, or, Mike Leach yeah, is, the trollness troll. is is what's yeah. hysterical. Oh, yeah, all but, uh, I got to check on my dog occasionally too. Now I'm doing this from my house, but um, I know. Make wow. sure she's you know whatever. But um, uh, where was I going with that? What 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 did, what did he troll oh, Hugh oh, Freeze about? You. What did he say? Uh, sorry, on dog like they, they wanted me first. No, so Hugh Freeze posted a video saying goodbye to his team. Like, I appreciate it. Thank you to the seniors. Thank you to. Uh-huh. And then Lane Kiffin retweets, it, quote tweets it, and he says, "Tears." Dot dot dot. <laughs> 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 Just so good. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're get, you're getting my sloppy seconds. They came calling for me it's first. So funny. Um, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin is the man. Like, uh, honestly, he'd be the kind of coach that I would want to play for if I was a kid being recruited. Yeah, me too. I mean, awesome. and, and he's getting and so, really good classes. He just yeah. seems like a cool dude. Yep. Um, Arizona State hires Kenny. I think Kenny Dillingham is his name. Uh, the offensive coordinator for at Oregon. Now I think the bad youngest hire. coach in the FBS. He's 32. He's bad He's hire. our age. Um, that's incredible. First of all, we're just a couple of bums with a podcast yeah. And this dude is already the head coach at Arizona State. I don't know if it's a good hire or a bad hire, but it seems like a desperate hire. But again, this was my concern with Arizona State is with all of these sanctions looming, like who would want to take that job? I mean, they don't have a great class right now, but I think that it was a rush. Like you said, rush decision, quick decision. He is a a young name. He or a a hot name. He's been doing a lot lately with Oregon. So I understand it, but – uh, I yep. just don't know if he's ready to run the uh, program right now in the NIL era. So much responsibility. We're going to see, but uh, I, I'm skeptical. We're going to find yeah. out, Maury. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so we got <laughs> we got that one, and then the now there's rumors swirling that Jamie Chadwell is leaving Coastal for USF, which could be the domino that falls into place for Deion Sanders' yeah. job oh, in Colorado. Deion to Colorado so, would be. First of all, I don't get Jamie Chadwell leaving Coastal for USF. That doesn't seem like a big upgrade to me, especially when Jamie Chadwell is one of these coaches whose name gets thrown out as like potential head coach at a new place. Maybe he's just saying, I want to get into the Florida football scene and then move up from there. But I don't feel like that's a big step up from Coastal to USF. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's a decent step up. You get better players, better. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good move for him. I feel like Coastal's been more competitive than South Florida in the last few years, though. For sure. Yeah, but... But again, this could be... Now Coastal is is off the map. This could be the death of of, uh, the the Shants, which would just be, I mean, a shame. (laughs) But USF and the AAC, that's that's like... That's the sixth conference. AAC is definitely a step up. That's different competition, different players. It is a a different feel, so... Okay, all right. He just likes that that kind of different color of green, which I dig. Um, but boys, if Dion came to Colorado, I'm in. I mean, are you guys throwing throwing? Yes, a, a, yes, a party? I'm throwing a Dion party where we're all going to wear prime stuff, prime everything. Right? We're going to eat prime rib. I'm going to like. Uh, we're, we're, so mm. it's going to be prime. Uh, 
primetime prime party. party. Yeah. Is there a prime show like a pr- something party. prime? Like uh, let's see. Um, I'm, in my, I'm actually doing this on my desk, you know, so I can um, look up on the computer. Right Amazon now. Prime. Is he Prime TV show? Well, what, there oh, we go. No, Amazon, no, Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, we'll going we'll to... stream Amazon Prime in the background. That's good. <laughs> Here's what I say: we we put it down for right now. If Dion comes to Colorado and Colorado wins the Pac-12 within the first two years, one of you has to get some toes chopped off like Dion did. Nah. Just out of no, you know, solid, I, solidarity I need my man. pinky toe for dexterity. How do you guys? <laughs> no, listen, Ryan, you got to think about one thing. Dexterity. <laughs> listen, listen. You don't need your middle toe. For the combine, you do. Think about the combine, Ryan. Ooh. Every year, for those of the show, every year we do a combine. Actually, counterpoint, he may have, when, when Smitty fell <laughs> mid-40, maybe it was because exactly. that, that middle toe was See, dragging. I, maybe I am, maybe I he didn't have that middle toe, he would have stayed I up. I can't believe Ryan fell in the 40. <laughs> but you know the funniest thing about Ryan falling in the 40? It didn't matter because he fell over the finish line. So, <laughs> so he fell yes. right I, over yeah, the finish line. I probably shaved a couple thousandths of a second off of it. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that was like that uh, that that famous Olympic scene where Phelps did the extra half stroke and and beat the guy to the, <laughs> right. to the touch pad. That's <laughs> what that broke was. His you and Michael Phelps. Exact I'm looking up same. food that starts with Prime. There's 40 pages of it, but a lot of it's like Prime Rib, Prime Rib seasoning, Prime Rib roast. Yeah, 40 Prime, pages of what? Like Prime uncured on this pages. website. It just says one of 40. This one says yeah, Prime. I mean, oh, they're just different. Like uh, they're just making shit up. <laughs> different recipes, I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're doing a bunch of Prime yeah. stuff if he gets yeah. hired. All right, shout out Prime. Smitty will sacrifice some toes. <laughs> at least one. Um, now, at least one. Uh, we have some transfer portal news. Um, Cade McNamara, the Michigan quarterback, who, of course, led them to yeah, the Big Ten Championship game, the win over Ohio State, and the playoff last year, he's transferring, um, as is – who's the other quarterback I'm blanking on that – also entered the trans. Oh, uh, Hudson Card at mm. uh, at Texas. Yeah, he, shoe- has he, also he, uh, he his showed name. his card pretty early in the uh, transfer portal. He 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 left. He put all his cards out <laughs> yep. there. He's not playing his all cards very right close to the, the chest. Table. And yeah. he's in the portal. They're in the portal. I actually am very interested to see where these guys go. Um, they're both very capable quarterbacks, and um, we've seen a lot of this where you know big name quarterbacks transfer to a different school, and all of a sudden it can kind of turn things around. Sometimes it doesn't go great. It's obviously, fun, though. But, Look, um, I want to see I where these guys fun. end up. I think it this is, is going to be one of the fun parts of college football is the transfer portal. And remember, during the offseason, we play one of our favorite movie games, Natalie Portman's Wormhole, where we try and transfer old movie <laughs> old movie uh, uh, actors to different movies and, and, you know, see which ones would have been better. You know, like if you would have put Tom Hanks yeah, yeah. in Casino, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to dive right into uh, Natalie. Yeah, Portman's Natalie Portman's wormhole, wormhole is what we call That's it. For sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much it as far as college football news goes. Like we did have something that broke today about uh, Mickey Joseph, Mickey the interim head coach at Nebraska, who I don't believe uh, Matt Rule was going to retain. I'm not sure, but uh, he got arrested for domestic. Abuse oh, not Mickey Mantle. Stuff, then. So, no, yeah, I'm okay. sure he won't be on that oh, staff anymore. No. Well, Mickey Mantle probably just wasn't arrested for something. <laughs> Give it a little you know, back then. I mean, those, those yeah. were different days. Oh, uh, you can't say that either. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, everyone out there. All right. Um, it's from a stand-up bit. Okay, so I do have a couple things to get to, Will. I don't know if I just I'm, – I'm, uh, Yeah. 
Um, no, get to them. <laughs> my, my first is I have a quick uh, underrated. Uh, uh, so, Ooh, okay. I, as you know, I was sick recently. Don't say it. Don't say no, Sprite. You know what? Okay, it's kind of on the same level don't as Sprite. Sprite. Um, so, honestly, now before you guys, because you guys are quick to uh, renege, okay? So, don't be so quick to renege. Just let this mm. digest for a second before you renege, okay? Okay. I, let, let it wash, wash over. over us. I think that in general... A very, very, I have some right here. One of the most underrated crackers that constantly is looked at as one of the lower crackers, but shouldn't be looked at. And I don't know how this cracker got its, uh, uh, its, uh, <laughs> its a uh, bad rap. So, all right, let me, let me get it for, uh, it's saltines. Okay. I'm just going to bury the lead. It's saltines. Oh, my God. oh I thought you were going to say M&M. No, shut up. Saltines. Look, I have some right here. No, 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 no. But here's my thing. I'm not saying no, 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 Ryan. Because you, Ryan, you didn't let it digest, so you did exactly what I asked you, you know, not to do. And you gotta let it wash over you. Nice from you anymore. Clearly, that's the case. (laughs) Clearly, what what I say when my when I bring my stuff on here for my underrateds, my my proclamation is not that they're a top five cracker because obviously I'm going to have my Ritz, my chicken and a biscuit. Okay. My, my point is you just think the market so has I went to, I think it's them. called scanned or barcode or something like that.com. And you can see look like on a counting basis, how many of these are scanned per year? Like, like the most popular crackers, the most popular are cheese. It's originals. Okay. And you got your Ritz up there. Uh, chicken and a biscuit. I thought it was certainly, like a regional thing. Non-fat. Chicken and a biscuit was number eight. So I was surprised on how high on the list that was. Saltines were 52. Sure. So that's my point. They need to be purchased more often and enjoyed more often because they're actually quite delicious. Like they're not like some flaky nonsense. That's how I remembered them before I, I ate these. They're delicious. So that's my first thing. Had to get that off my off my plate is. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of saltines. Um, have you ever tried the saltine challenge? Where you eat like a bunch of them at once or something? Yeah, you have to eat. You have to eat. I think it's. It's not even that many. It's like six crackers in a minute with no water. And what happens is it just absorbs all the moisture in your mouth. And then your mouth just becomes like a desert and you can't <laughs> swallow. It's, it's, it's yeah, that terrible. Sounds fun. Let me, let, let, let me do it right after the show. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll do it next show before the pod yeah. when we're all here. We'll try the, the saltine okay. challenge. Okay. And then the my second challenge. thing yep. is... Uh, I came up- upon this uh, YouTube video. Is that what we can call it, Will? Is that okay? A YouTube video. Okay. <laughs> yes. I came yes. across a YouTube video of this dude exposing why McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Yeah, it's because they don't want to clean them. No, that's incorrect. It's because... Okay, I'm not going to go too deep into this. And we, if we were in the studio, we'd have the conspiracy theory music. Okay, but... Here's the thing. Sure. So just give me a minute to, to, to go through this and, and try and follow the story here, okay? Because I'm going to make it concise, but there's okay. a lot of moving parts. So when McDonald's okay. first started, like like first got going, they they started they did business with this company called um, – God, I should know this because I – it's uh, I want to say Tyson, but it's not Tyson. Um, let's see. It's ice cream machine – Tyson like the no, it's a Taylor. Foods? It's Taylor, the Taylor company. So Taylor. it says Taylor. So McDonald's and Taylor 
have been partners for decades. Okay. This is an old school, old okay. business relationship. And when you okay. franchise a McDonald's, it's very, very clear that you have to use all of their specific equipment, which makes sense. I mean, you don't want fries looking different. It has to be like, Oh, the exact McDonald's code. That makes sense. To me. Right. But what happens is yep. this Taylor company makes ice cream machines. And in some cases, the exact same ice cream machines for Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, like like all these different other places that never have issues with the ice cream machines. And so right. what they found is that, because this guy did like this whole investigative research on it, they do a they make a slightly different modified version of the one they give Wendy's for McDonald's. And in this version, the screen on front, the the instructions for how to fix it when it gets broken are very vague. It says like X2L4R or like fix sub Q realm. And they're like, what does this mean? And so they can't fix it. And so what typically happens is uh, the person who closes the night before at McDonald's hits the washing machine, okay, to, to wash the ice cream machine and they go home. The person who opens up the next day goes in and it says error, okay? And they don't know what the error is. So this is just figured, okay, whatever. So they hit it again, error. So they, they try and empty it out, do it again, clear error. And so sometimes it's the same error, sometimes it's a different error. And they and so what happens mm-hmm. is the people start ordering ice cream at this point. It's getting to the afternoon and they've tried cleaning because it takes like four or five hours to do the cleaning process. Right. So it's like so right. they try it. So it's like midway through the second one. So people order and they go, sorry, it's it, it's just more easier to say uh, the machines are broken rather than they're cleaning them or it's going broken. to maintenance. Right. right. So what's happening right. is they're being cleaned. And so these restaurants desperately want them to work, but they can't fix them because they don't know how to fix them. So they have to call the guy. Well, what happens is the guy is the tailor guy who works for the tailor company. And it and Mr. the first Taylor. hour he's there is like 350 bucks. And every 15 minutes after that is like 150. And so Taylor, there, he Wow. Yeah, so he goes deep into business. this like whole thing and Taylor, 25% of Taylor's entire business is repairs, specifically at McDonald's. So it's like a it's like a true conspiracy that what's happening is Taylor is manufacturing machines that are meant to be very vague, so they have to call the Taylor repair people to come fix them. Ta- mm, McDonald's it's a the people honestly suffering, well, besides the customers who can't get goddamn ice cream. Or the franchisees, because it's not yeah, really the McDonald's people. fault. Like they're trying to be polite and nice and get through people and like be as efficient as they can. And, but they want to get it fixed and get it get it working. It's it's these people who make the machines in this little fucking money loop that they've created for themselves that these franchise o- owners are are uh, uh, helpless to. So that's the ice cream thing with McDonald's. That's why it's happening. There is a website out there you can check and see how many are down at any point. And the last I checked, there's like 13% of all McDonald's have the ice cream machine there. It's insane. Yeah, because I had heard that there was like a U.S. congressman that was like, like suing or like investigating or something. Why the all and I the what I had just heard is that it was a really long and lengthy process to clean them, and that managers didn't want to do it, so they just would lie no. and say they're broken. I didn't know that it was because Mr. Taylor you know, just prefers when I mean, no, it's because it's it's this whole thing to where they know, I think they know McDonald's is going to succeed wherever it goes and they know they can count on that money. And, and so that's pretty much it. They're they're like strong arming these, these franchisees to into, into doing this. And it's like these franchisees hate it. They're like, 
ice cream's a huge seller for us. We're losing money. Like the, the people who, who are behind the counter, sure. I'm not trying to like make a plea for McDonald's or anything, but like the people behind the counter who everyone out there is yelling at because the ice cream's broken, they're the most frustrated because they can't figure out what the hell's going on in the first place to fix the machine. They really want to work. So it's not them. They want to fix it. They just can't because this fucking Tyson or uh, Taylor company is is giving them Taylor. defective products. It's like Apple 2.0. Tyler, Buy a new Apple phone every three years. Tyler has the balls to to stand up. <laughs> yeah, right. For McDonald's for the yeah. For the the next week it's gonna be like Tyler suffers rare, you know, a fall down the. Tyler's like, you want to know why I feel bad for Elon <laughs> Musk? I'll, let me tell you, he and Jeff Bezos are not getting a fair shake. Um, these poor guys, they've been through so much. Um, no, yeah, actually that is interesting. Cause like I said, I hadn't heard that aspect of it and I love a good racket. So yeah. it makes you want to get in the, uh, making, you know, faulty ice cream machine and then <laughs> cleaning and charging a lot it, to it, clean it a business. It seems profitable. So, yeah, something to consider. And then, and then my last something thing here, my last, uh, uh, note that I had to let you guys know, um, I know you guys were worried about me during the end of peach season. You know how I always love peach season every year. But I've actually, I've actually, sure, yeah, but I've seamlessly kind of made my way into pear season, and I have been really, my pear game has been doing very, very well. The thing about buying pears is like, mm. like most fruits, I, you, you got to buy it with a few days so it can ripen at home. And so I've been on a good system, sure. so I always have a couple ripe pears at once. So my my, my pear game has been strong. You yeah, I got cycle. a good cycle got for a pear the pears. Cycle. So I've been eating a lot of pears lately, and and I'm I'm happy with the the peach to pear seamless kind of transition was nice so pears are a delicious and underrated fruit in my opinion however if you're just walking around eating a pear it's a pretentious thing it just is <laughs> it seems like you should be wearing like like what you should that? have a turtle what is that you think, you think you know pears are I mean? pretentious i don't know huh yeah, i mean like it's Will. just pears it, are pretentious. It just, i like that i'm I'm not even saying they are. I'm saying the act of seeing someone do it, like it just that <laughs> what I see when I see a person just sitting there eating okay. a pear. I think like so, that guy. That guy's a so fucking asshole. So I will asshole. say this: talking about talking he about he's better than me. <laughs> thinks he's better. Yeah, thinks he's better eating some pear. Um, that's hysterical. He's okay, so pear. we're talking about underrated stuff. I think pears are one of the most underrated fruits. I think they are underpurchased and under underappreciated. Pears are so delicious, and if you eat mm. them at the right time, Very most delicious. people eat them too early. If you eat them at the right time, peak mm. ripeness, or even after a little little after peak ripeness, yep. they're juicy. Like it's as juicy as a ripe peach. Oh. Did, I just want to interrupt. Is I don't know, Ryan. What are you right doing? Now? We can see over there. You know that, right? <laughs> Ryan's gonna end up on YouTube on one. Ryan's going to end up on YouTube on one of those, uh, like, guy forgot he was on a... Smitty totally just took a shit <laughs> I don't know if he did, did he? Did, did you hear a flush? I don't think so. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> no, I didn't hear a flush. Well, I guess you were just clipping your toenails then. I don't know. Over Thanksgiving, I had pears with brie cheese. Well, that's as pretentious I mean, that's as it delicious. gets right there. Pears and brie cheese. No, but see, if you sit down and eat it at a table, that's fine. What I'm saying is if, if you're walking down the street just munching on a pear... So like, you can, so you, you drive so a once Prius, you start moving you know, with your pear becomes pretentious. <laughs> yeah, like pear pears pears are made to be eaten at the table or in a restaurant and not just like I, I oh I brought a delicious. pear. Here's Buy a pear, a pear out there if you, if you haven't in a while. Yeah. Let it ripen. Don't eat it too quick and you're going to enjoy it. Okay, Will, uh, an idea for the off season. Yep. Um for okay. for an off season game, um we come up with coaches uh, Xbox gamer tags, what they would be if they had one. 
Oh, love yeah, okay. that. Okay, so we'll off-season, uh, off-season that. Game. Yeah, that, uh, p- please write that it. down I so we don't forget. Down, yeah. Um, yeah. You want to shout out your gamer tag to all the people uh, out there? You know what? I actually don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the harassment, no. like we're We're, we're at the point where... I mean, we've got a steady base of listeners. I don't. There's a lot of weirdos out there. I'm not going to get too personal. Sorry for some of you, but yeah, I think that's going to be a no weirdos. for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell everyone. Uh, it's his <laughs> his uh, gamer tag is loves to spooge. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Ryan's actually. I will say, um, Ryan has had a, a couple really funny gamer tags in in his life. All right. What are you going to give out here? No, 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 nothing, nothing. We already gave your home ad- address earlier this year. We're not uh, giving it anymore. So, yeah, it's all it's all public information. Um, now, South. <laughs> Come at me. Um, so speaking of, uh, first of all, McDonald's pears, um, Xbox gamer tags, all things that make America a superior country yes, to all other yes. countries, right? And this is especially the time when you should have this kind of patriotic uh, shit running through your veins during the World Cup. And Tyler, the U.S., of course, advance out of the the group stage. They're into the knockout stage. And first up is the yes. Netherlands. Now, I believe that you you prepared an entire list of why the Netherlands sucks. Uh, is I have that right? uh, five reasons why the Netherlands sucks, yes. That's pretty much it. Okay. I've, I've got a couple of my own very, as well. Five reasons why soccer sucks. Or... Oh, okay. No, you know, we're not. You know, First yeah, of all, yeah. you know, you know, what I think is funny is it's world, it's World is, Cup season, Smitty. Listen, Show some listen, fucking respect. It's fun for about ten minutes. You know, Ryan, no one is forcing you to watch the World Cup. It's funny. It's almost as if people who don't watch soccer think the World Cup is here to like oh, so get I'm more people to like watch soccer. It's just like, what'd you say, Ryan? <laughs> I said so. I'm just people now. Yes, you are people. Thanks. Oh my god. You know what? You are Why people. Don't you go- why don't you go back in the bathroom and take another okay. dump, Smitty? You don't deserve my dumps, Will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the Dutch pilot, or the Dutch king, is a pilot of this teeny little helicopter, okay? So that's one reason why that suck. Is like a sex position. Pretty lame. The Dutch king, yeah. he like If you're going to fly around something, have a badass plane like the U.S. president has and like fly around in style and go place to place. Yeah. Don't have a little like... Air Force Like It's hysterical. It's so Dutch of him to be a pilot and to fly that little thing around. So the king, the Dutch king, the Dutch king, you know, uh, I love the, the line in Austin Powers. There's two things in this world I I can't stand, or I don't, uh, I think it's, uh, what is the line, Will? There's two things in this world I can't stand. (laughs) Those who are intolerant of other people's cultures. other people's cultures and the Dutch. I just didn't remember the the, the beginning to it. You didn't have to steal the actual punchline from me. Uh, You asked for the line, line? so. Okay, so that's the first. Uh, They have a King's Day. Okay, so that's another stupid thing. Okay, mm. now we have a President's Day, but that's to celebrate all the presidents. This but King's Day cool. is moved yes. just to celebrate the specific king, whoever is in right now. So that's dumb. It's just for him. And it used to be yeah. called Queen's Day. So Patriarchal. make your mind up, okay? <laughs> um, third, CDs. How old school are CDs? They were invented in the Netherlands. Now, you may think that's a cool thing, but DVDs wow. are so much better than CDs. And I'm talking about video here. 
Uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> You're really was, going out on a limb here, Walsh. <laughs> you know, actually looking a lot of stuff up, I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of cool to visit sometime. <laughs> like, like, it's kind of hard to, you know. Um, okay. Uh, last, or fourth. Uh, you always hear about, uh, you know, Holland. They have uh, the tolerance for you can go there, have a little fun. It's actually one of the hardest mm-hmm. places in the world Brownie to get shops. drugs. Now, there's certain places permitted to sell uh, certain like drugs in Netherlands, but if you're outside of those areas, it is so incredibly strict. You can get, you can go to jail for a long time, and it, it's like dangerous mm. in, in other areas. So it's not like the you know the pockets in the Netherlands are really cool, but in, outside of that. <laughs> and I like how the drugs transition to everything else, but that's not necessarily what I meant to go to there. But yeah, uh, it's not like uh, the the not as easy to get those yeah, drugs exactly. as we had hoped. Okay, uh, now last. Oh, oh, oh! I have I have six. Will and the last two ha- have to do with the color orange because that's <laughs> obviously their uh, color, right? Stupid jerseys, by the way. Yes. I know they're kind of like they've always been the orange, but mix it up a little bit. So stupid. Allie actually said that they look like jumpsuits. I was like, you know what? They do. Um, mm. So, shirt. Number six. Uh, number six. Orange <laughs> is the national color of the Netherlands. And look at Will. So, so that's <laughs> dumb. Okay, because orange. And then the last and the and the most dumb here, they turned carrots orange. Carrots used to be what? yellow, white, purple. However, in the 17th century, most of these cr- crunchy vegetables turned orange. And it was all due to Dutch farmers. So the Dutch are the reason why most carrots are orange. They created yes. orange carrots. That's actually kind of cool. Again, actually, no, because we just agree that, or, that in this context of the right World now. Cup, then I agree. Now, look, I'll give you my reason why I don't like uh, the Netherlands. Because are they the Netherlands? Are they Holland? Um, why are they the Dutch? Like it, it, it's too many. Mm. It's too many titles yes. for one thing. No one ever says like, "Oh, I'm." I'm uh, I'm Hollandaise. I'm I'm Netherlandish. Yeah. They're Dutch, and yet they're you know from what? the Netherlands, which is also Holland. You know what? I don't like I agree it. with it's, that. There's something there's, there's something, something goofy, goofy there. Just like someone whose name is uh, Richard, and they go by Dick. It's like I don't get that. That's a leap. You're going by different name. That doesn't make sense to me. If you if you are uh, Jonathan and you go by John, that's one thing. But if you're Richard and you go by Dick, that's like Netherlands and you're the and you're Holland. So I don't, if I don't trust those yeah. kind of people. I don't trust those countries. Going by Dick, I have a lot of questions for you. To be honest, with you. <laughs> Ryan, it's like just it's, a classic. It's, it's thing, a real you know? classic thing. Dick, uh, I bet you there's a lot of people walking around the Netherlands eating fucking oh, pears too. I, I doubt you there's what. a lot of pear eaters there. I thought you were gonna say eating a lot. Oh, of dick. I bet they, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that's not. No, your mind is in the gutter, Smitty. Come on now. Um, okay, before we get to the games, Tyler, uh, talk a little bit about BetUS, our, our favorite sponsor. sponsor BetUS of the show. is uh, best uh, best friend of the show. We love them. So go over there if you want to bet the games we're talking about. Um, we always like to talk about their entertainment bets. You can bet on TV show outcomes. You can bet on uh, game show outcomes. You can bet on... Uh, all different fun things like that. You can go to the casino, play a little blackjack, a little roulette, or bet on college football like we talk about. And it's just another good out. Now, it is an offshore casino and an offshore sports book, but let's face it, there's still a lot of states that don't offer sports betting in the, in the uh, U.S. So if you want to get involved, I highly recommend it. They've yes. got some good bonuses, some good 
uh, sign-up bonuses, some good, uh, you know, they'll have NFL playoffs, uh, obviously college football playoffs, all those kind of fun things. So check out US, and when you do sign up, put in promo code TAILGATE. That's going to get us some credit and get you all the bonus options afterwards. So BetUS.com, promo code TAILGATE. Yeah, and I tell you another bonus for using an offshore mm-hmm. uh, sports book is that you get to casually talk about your offshore accounts and conversations, and people might think, like, wow, this guy's got money in the Cayman Islands. You'd just be like, yeah, no, I've got I got to move some things but to my offshore accounts. Um, and, and, you know, you might pick up a few ladies that way. People... <laughs> People might think you're hot shit, so it's just another, just another, uh, an- another feather in the cap, you know, for for betting with BetUS, which of course we love. So make your bets there. All right, we got games, Tyler. Uh, the co- we have all of our conference championship games. Uh, we'll start with the Conference USA Championship. North Texas plus eight and a half versus UTSA. The game is played in San Antonio um, at the the Alamo Dome. Um, Tyler, I, I, you know, we've got about, I think, six or seven games here. How many best bets do we have? Is this going to be one of them? No, definitely not. Um, I, I think eight and a half is pretty accurate here. Obviously, a lot of the money is going to come in on UTSA. We talked about it preseason. They're loaded. Good coaching mm-hmm. staff had the schedule to make some noise, and they won all the big games they needed to. Obviously, a couple losses there early in the season, but those were close, big-time losses, and this offense has really performed. And you look at uh, total uh, – uh, football outsiders rankings this is a top 50 team and that's not what you often get in conference usa you know a lot of the times it's like 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 uh the the north texas roster where you're gonna get more 80s to 90s range you know some triple digit rankings and uh big season for utsa but i don't want to lay the eight and a half so you know all the advanced stats say they're gonna show up they should be in maybe remember that uh bet that we almost made on on a uab where like some kind of a New Year's type of bowl or New Year's situation, how they could like get into one of those games. Mm, yep, you're that one you that one you would. Yeah, I out did. Of. Yep. Thank God. And then speaking of the bed board, you're going to start next season one and zero because Lane Kiffin. Um, uh, That's right. UAB could end up in one of those bowl games. Like they're that good. They they you know they've their losses are good this year. I can pull it up real quick. I don't have it in front of me, but um, I think that that uh, it's been an impressive season, and I would lean them, but eight and a half is too much for me. So staying away. You'd lean yeah. UTSA. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, look, um, I really like the Roadrunners. I think they have some of my favorite jerseys and helmet combos, um, but I do think they will be a bit of a public yeah. team here. Um, I'm rolling with my panhandle people. I'm taking North Texas plus Wow, the well, all right, there you go, taking it. Uh, also, Friday night game, Pac-12 championship, the rematch. Uh, Utah versus USC. Currently, the Trojans are three-point favorites. The game, of course, at, uh, I believe, Allegiant Stadium is what it's called in Las Vegas, where the, the Raiders play. Um, this is a revenge spot for the Trojans, who obviously they can avenge their only uh, loss they have on their schedule, which was a one-point road loss to Utah. Um, and they can prove to everyone, hey, we are playoff worthy. Um, you know, We beat this one team that took us down. Uh, that being said... This Utah team is good. It's it's really good, and they, they they could also just put USC's playoff hopes to 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 bed here. Because let's be honest, um, even though USC is is in that four spot now, uh, if they lose to the same team twice, they're out of the playoff. In my opinion, there's no way they stay ahead of of you know uh, Ohio State or even Alabama at that point. And so this game matters a lot. Uh, it hinges 
um, or USC's uh, season hinges on it. And Utah, of course, the reigning Pac-12 champions, champions, they won last year. So they're looking to defend that championship game, even though, um, you know, they wanted a tiebreaker to face them. Ultimately, I think that that Utah, uh, you know, beating them by one at home in Salt Lake City, um, that's, that had a lot to do with home field advantage, which, of course, Utah is one of the best in the country. Um, and I think that, that, that this is where... This USC team has improved, and Caleb Williams is playing out of his mind. He basically has the Heisman secured at this point. I think they're going to score a lot on Utah, and I actually think their defense is improving. I'm going to take the Trojans minus the yeah, three. Yeah, I am going to take USC minus three as well. Um, I think it's got to be USC here. And, you know, you you hit a lot of it that you uh, Utah being at home had a lot to do with them. We talked last time about Utah, the difference in efficiency when they go home and road splits in terms of their offensive and defensive lines. When you group it up, look at efficiency home road. At home, they're ninth in the country, Utah is. On the road, they're 54th in efficiency on their line. So that's going to be a big deal this game. USC has also gotten better defensively. That was the main question with them. You know, early in the year we said those turnovers were making this defense look look better than they are. It's fluky. But it's funny because they kept winning and they kept getting better. And now they're – not a, a, a top 25 defense, but I'd say, you know, 30 to 40 in that range. They've made a lot of uh, changes mm-hmm. in the passing game. So I don't think Utah's going to get those, you know, chunk plays they did last time. I think U- USC could not comfortably win because um, Dalton Kincaid is supposed to play for Utah. That was a question mark. He'll be back. And he's a huge part of that, of that offense who can, I think that if you are going to, affect USC you have to be set up with those third and shorts and expect the tight ends for for USC especially Kincaid to be get to, to get involved with this game plan but USC's line is too efficient they're number one in uh, uh standard down line yards number one in opportunity rate number uh, six in sack rate I mean they are an elite offensive line so I think USC's the play here and I don't know where this line's going to go but again we've talked about the idea of asymmetric uh, asymmetric risk I'd much rather have three than three and a half because it's moved up. And look, right. it was earlier in the week at two, right? It was it was two, then two and a half, and then three. So if you think it's going to go back down, so be it. I think it's going to go up to three and a half. So I'll go USC. Okay, we're both on the Trojans. Um, now we move on to the Saturday games, the big ones. I'm going to fill got, my water uh, up again. The Big again, 12 Will. Championship. Get some water. He's filling up his water, folks. Um, Tyler's got to make make a run to uh, to hydrate. Um, but we are going to start off with the Big 12 championship game, which, in my opinion, could be the most dangerous of all these games. So, obviously, um, TCU a two-and-a-half point uh, favorite here against Kansas State. A bit of a home game for TCU. The game has been played in Arlington at, yeah. at Jerry World. Uh, and TCU, of course, you know, a, a Dallas school. So, not having to travel very far for the TCU fans, so we may see, uh, I think, a pretty heavy, you know, uh, home crowd for the Horn Frogs Honestly, there. Will, um, I, I don't think now that we don't see probably the best performance from Kansas State of this year from this game. Yeah, I, I, really. TCU's been riding high. Got a little bit of you know humble pie this last couple weeks, but. I think that Kansas State is hitting a good stride right now, and I think they might be they might be uh, up for an upset here. 
Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're dangerous, right? I mean, TCU beat them in their head-to-head matchup earlier this year uh, by 10, but it was a close game. I, I believe Kansas State had an yeah, early lead on them, the um, and they've been a very physical team. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that this could be – um, I think this could be a very dangerous spot for TCU, even though every week that I was like, this is going to be the one they lose, they win, and then finally when I pick on them to cover, they don't cover. So um, I think that this Sunny Dykes team, especially after seeing how they played last week against Iowa State, they were motivated. They blew them out early. Uh, that was a game where I felt like Iowa State was going to keep it close, and it was nothing, you know, not close at all. So I think that they're focused right now, and their main focus is, hey, if we just win this game, we are in the playoff. And frankly, if they lose, they might still be in the playoff, depending on what happens with, you know, with, with USC. Um, and so, um, I I think TCU ultimately wins here. I think the home crowd, the home field advantage, essentially playing in Dallas, um, is is going to be a big factor. So I'm going to take the Horn Frogs minus the two and a half here. Although I am a little bit scared that they are a, a public team here. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah. So. Um as a sports better, um, I'm on Kansas State, and I'm waiting for this thing to get to three. I think it will. Um, well, for the sake of the bet board and the audience, if you want to make it a game this week, we can go ahead and do that. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a pass. But uh, uh, Kansas State is is my play. Um, yeah, look. For the sake of the of the bet board, absolutely. Right, so Come there on. it is. So, Ryan, you can make the noise. Yeah, thank you. All right, it's a bet board game because it's tied right now. It's 11, 11, uh, and two. So yeah. this is a big one. And uh, so right. I've got Kansas State plus three. Um, and it's funny because even on my notes right here. Oh, wait. So you were going three now or three, two that was, That's what I said. Oh, okay. I thought you said for this just for the sake. I thought you meant to. Okay, well, now this, is, this has changed. Yeah, um, that's what I – yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, all right, fuck it. Yeah, three, three. I'll st- I'll say it with my fucking chest. Let's I mean, go. I mean, look, honestly, in in, in, in yeah, in, in your case, it's just a tie if, if it doesn't. So, um, all right. So, um, when I started this handicap, I actually was really hesitant. I, I was looking to pass this game, not looking to pass, but I saw a, 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 a few things initially that I was like, look, both these teams are going to be good. Two and a half spread, like TCU's team on a mission. I don't want to go against that, but. The more I looked at this game, at the advanced stats and really what's going on, like I don't think TCU is as good as a lot of other people think. I believe they're a very good football team, but I don't think they're this. I mean, I think the twelve and zero is is shocking a lot of, or, or I don't want to say shocking. I think it's misleading a lot of people, and I think their recent results are also misleading a lot of people. So when you look at the Football Outsiders unadjusted stats, they're like 40th to 60th in a lot of these categories. And then you go to the adjusted stats where it's, okay, who have they played? What's going on? Um, taking into account schedule, uh, uh, injuries of other teams, like uh, um, rankings of other teams on a line-by-line line basis, right? They are mm-hmm. 65th in first down rate. They are uh, 51st in drive value rate. Like these aren't good – Situations. They're not, they, they, there's not good statistics that you want from a defense that's going to shut down a number 16 overall offense, according to Football Outsiders in Kansas State. So I just don't think that TCU – okay, that, that's my first part, is TCU's not as good as people think. That's, that, that's just my kind of starting point. But Kansas State, right? I think that with Will Howard playing and with Adrian Martinez, who's banged up, 
but going to get some snaps, some looks. I mean, he's going to play like five to ten plays, Adrian Martinez is. They said they're going to use him, use his legs. He's going to be healthy enough to run the football, and that's going to be a big deal this game. Kansas State's going to have a lot in their holster that we haven't seen yet. And I honestly, this may sound like a hot take. I, I, I truly believe this offense is at least, at the very, very minimum, as good with Will Howard than it is with Andrew Martinez. Will Howard is a great quarterback waiting in the wings. This guy is next level, and he just hadn't gotten his chance. And I talked about it earlier. Will, remember all those? If you guys want to hear some crazy stats, just go here. Last week when we were breaking – was it last week or two weeks ago when I went into like the time to throw and all that stuff? I think, I think it was, was last, last week, week. the Kansas State game. Um, yeah, it was last week. Um, Will Howard's statistics are amazing. When you look at like what he does in terms of getting rid of the football, his time to throw is about as fast yep. as Tom Brady. Um, when he throws play action, they're super, super efficient. It's like everything he does at Kansas State does well, Will Howard is is very good at. So I think the offense is actually better, if not as good, than all their stats show. And I think they're being a little bit downgraded for that uh, in the market. Uh, when I look at TCU also, the reason why they're so, so successful, they're a second-half team. As a matter of fact, they're the best second-half team by margin in the country. And the first time these two teams played, they outscored Kansas State 21-0 at halftime. So what's going to happen here, in my opinion, is what's going to happen to TCU all season long, they're going to maybe get off to a decent start, you know, score a little bit, but maybe struggle a little in the first half. I'm not so sure these second-half things are going to happen because Kansas State, A, knows that it happened last time, and B, they know TCU's that kind of a team, so they can plan for it. It's not like it was a fluke could happen to them. TCU does this all the time. Um, I heard Kansas State's coach after the, the last win when they locked this up, and when you hear him talk about their approach, he seems like a real uh, like, like a, a strategist. He's always thinking about the next step and, and, and what he does and doesn't want to say. He's very careful with the media. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to have a lot of like trick plays, a lot of their sleeve. And uh, TCU's leading tackler, Johnny Hodges, has a hamstring injury. So he may, may or may not play, but those hammies can be – look, ask Ryan. All right, you Ryan go, ask Ryan about a hamstring injury. He'll tell you you're, you're, you're on the couch for a while. So, uh, Will, you got a bet board game. I got KSU plus three. Love it. Shout out Johnny Hodges. I mean, just a great name. It just rolls off. Ryan, the no, no hamstring um, comment. You know. Actually, do you guys remember when I was playing I was the old men's hamstrings? But I was just waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys remember when I uh, tore my Achilles playing in the old men's basketball league? Vaguely, yeah. Well, you were living yeah, in yeah. really at the this time, was, right? I thought that was curling. This was. No, no, no. I did that too. This was probably eight, eight, eight to ten years <laughs> ago. Is dangerous. Yeah, but I was in a league, and it was me. I love the thought that it, it was, was all old men. Was and the, the youngest guy <laughs> on the court is the one that tore his Achilles. I was Achilles. the youngest guy by far, and I tore my Achilles. It's funny. It was. Uh, it actually it yep. hurt. Let me tell yep. you, that is a doozy tearing your Achilles. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, <laughs> um, all right, we move on to the SEC championship. Uh, it just means more, guys. LSU versus Georgia. Uh, the game, of course, in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, Georgia, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite over LSU. Now, LSU kind of limping their way in, right? They lost to uh, Texas A&M, a really bad uh, road loss that uh, last weekend. Um, 
Texas A&M fans storming the field, which is hilarious <laughs> yeah, considering yeah. where they started the year. And then they get a win over LSU and they storm the field. Um, and Georgia, of course, just cruising, right? Um, Georgia's a lock for the playoff regardless of what happens in this game. Let's, let's just be honest. So maybe motivation is a bit of a factor. However, um, I just don't see – I don't know how to put this. I think that LSU maybe was overperforming a little bit when they got as high as they did, and we have seen them come back down to earth. Now, I don't think that they're a bad team. I think LSU is a is a top 10 football team, very likely. But I don't know if they – like, even still, I'm not sure I'd put them as second best in the SEC, even though obviously they're in the championship game and they had that great home win against – um, against Alabama in overtime. And, um, you know, they've had some upsets uh, and, and some things fall their way positively. Again, not like ragging on them or anything, but I don't think they're on the same level of class as Georgia. Now, 17 and a half is a lot of points, especially for two teams that are going to want to run the ball um, and and not exactly, you know, I, I, think that, um, I think that Georgia can keep LSU off the board. But frankly, I think that, like I don't think that LSU's defense is just some pushover that Georgia can go and and roll up on and score forty five like no problem right and so what makes me nervous here is that I really don't think that LSU is going to keep it close but seventeen points seventeen and a half points is kind of scary for me Tyler you know what do you well, see well the in this first game? thing that we have to know before we bet and this is going to be unfortunately a pass for me regardless is we don't know the health of Jaden Daniels yet. And until I know that, I can't right. I can't take LSU or fade LSU. But I'm really leaning towards the Tigers right here for several reasons. The first being, like you mentioned, Georgia's got no motivation here. I mean, win this game, get on to the, to the playoffs, you're in. Even if you lose, you're probably in. Like, I don't see them really getting up. And I see LSU, a team that we've said, you know, time and time again said, they've got the guys, the talent, they're not going to get pushed around. They're going to possibly get up. And that's one of my first barriers. It's like, how are they going to respond to the potential dream crusher of last week's loss? LSU was one of those dark horse teams to make the playoffs. I mean, they could have been mm-hmm. a two-loss playoff team. It was in the in the conversation. I'm not saying it was going to happen. I'm not even saying it's over 50% that it was going to happen. But it was legitimate in the conversation. They lose that game to A&M, a brutal loss on the road. So I don't know how they're going to respond. If I knew how they would respond – and if I knew Jaden Daniels' health, this would make this a lot easier for me to bet on. Because in, in, when you're going to bet on games, right. it's the it's the known information that makes betting more more profitable and more accurate. And that's why in sports like the NFL, where there's information that's so out there in your face and everyone has it, that's why those markets are so inflated and, and, and so there's so much money in it. It's because like everyone bets it. Everyone knows that everyone. That there's no information in. In like uh, uh, even hockey, you know how hard it is to get real good information. They just tell you upper body, and then that's it. Lower body, lower or, battery injury. You know, much yep. less like like who's playing or, or you know who's scratched. So the less information, the sports person yeah. doesn't let you do anything. Anyway, um, without this information, I can't bet the game. LSU also, when you look at their stats, I know that I've been a big LSU fan, big Brian Kelly fan, but they 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 their stats don't add up. This is not, and it, it's kind of like TCU. Now it's not that bad because. LSU stats are a little more all over the place, but this looks more like an eight and four football team to me. Okay. Georgia's number one right. yards per play margin, number one yards per game margin. I know they're not the elite Georgia team we know, but if they've got any reason in the world, any reason whatsoever to get some margin, I think they could here, especially because if Jaden Daniels plays, but he's like 80% or 70%. 
he may not run. And if he can't run, <laughs> good luck against Georgia. So, yeah. you know, that's why, right? I like betting games where I have a lot of ways weighing me one side. I kind of go back and forth. I would lean LSU here, but uh, it's going to be a pass for me. Yeah, and look, uh, you know, because obviously the Jaden Daniels injury is a big factor, and he was in a walking boot, right? But a, a lot of times they put him in the walking boot because it's like, hey, we want to make sure everything, like there's no chance of you re-injuring this during the week. I think he's going to play, but to what you you know said earlier, um, I think the real important thing here is like how mobile can he be? Because him running and scrambling is a huge yeah. part of their offense. And even if he can do that, you know, how can he stay healthy through the whole game or is he going to re-injure it? And that's the biggest factor for me. Um, I, I do think he is going to play and he's going to start, but um, the real question is going to be how long can he last and, and how mobile is he? And so I, I'm going to take Georgia minus 17 and a half, but that number does scare yeah. me. I just want to go out and, and say that. Um, but if well, I, if I, I mean, have to pick one, here's the re- here's the reason I'm why you should be Bulldogs. scared. Well, not the reason, but one of the reasons and maybe one of the bigger ones. There's not going to be a bigger backdoor this year. Georgia could be up 50. Right. And well, maybe not 50, but they could be up like 40 legitimately and then give up like right. a 21 nothing fourth quarter because everyone's on the bench. And so, right. you know, um, I know that still may not cover, but my point is it, it, the back door is open here. So just be careful of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, 17 and a half is, is Will's bet. Okay, love it. Um, we move on to the ACC championship game. I mean, a lot of these, I got to say, a lot of these championship games are snoozers, and that's a shame. Um, normally, we get some pretty awesome matchups in here, um, but, you know, it's just been kind of that year in college football. And so uh, Clemson versus North Carolina, the game, of course, in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the the Panthers play. Uh, right now, the Tigers are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Tar Heels. Tar, Tar Heels, again, just like LSU, except even worse, limping into the ACC championship game. They locked it up, and then they lost their last two games. Um, they lost to they lost to NC State, didn't they? Or did they win that game and not cover? Uh, I don't remember. But they lost to Georgia Tech, and then I believe they lost to NC State last week as well. Um, and so, um, you know, I, look, Clemson, of course, lost to, to South Carolina at home last week. So, like, both these teams are just like, you know, what's their headspace at? What's the motivation here? Because out past, you know, winning the, the ACC, like, there's nothing – Clemson can't make the playoff. Uh, North Carolina, their best bet now is trying to make you know a decent bowl game. I just wonder what the motivation is like for either one of these teams. And I guess if I was going to give a motivational factor one way or the other, I guess I would give it to Clemson because they just got beat by their rivals, and I think that Dabo is typically good in the weeks following. Yeah, they losses, do seem to respond pretty whereas well. Whereas like North yeah. Carolina, North Carolina with a bad loss, to Georgia Tech, and and so. Um, you know, I just don't. I don't like this game either way. I hope it's a close one. Um, I, I if I'm if I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet Clemson minus seven and a half. But that extra half point definitely makes me a little nervous. Tyler. Yeah, I'm actually kind of in the same boat as you. I don't really love either side here, but I would lean Clemson. It does come down to how they respond, you know. Uh, but I think they, I think they bounce back. Now, the one thing is, Dabo Sweeney did say this week. He came out and 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 said that uh, you know th- this team has been in a spot that no other Clemson team has been in before in terms of the expectations and where they are right now. And we're going to learn a lot about these players. So I think he may, I don't know what he was saying with that. My point is he may play younger players. He may play or at least sub in a little bit, some different players who 
Maybe Cade Klubnik will Wanna, get some, some right, some right. Time, so, you know? so that's just something to watch for. But look, UNC is fading quickly, and it's not the best time in the season going into the conference championship game to be talking about changing play callers, which is exactly what's going on right now behind the scenes at North Carolina. So I don't. Think, it's not a team I want to back right now. Uh, Drake May is playing. You know, talk about a great season. Uh, let, let's 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 talk about Drake May really quickly. I think Drake May could be the next best great quarterback that isn't really on that radar right. in that conversation yet. And I mean, he's talked about right now. I think he's going to be the the number one quarterback in his class when he goes to the NFL. At least that's early in what they're saying right. right now in his career. He's young. He's raw. He doesn't have that much experience yet. But early in the year, he, we saw that talent that he has in his arm and his the, the decision making is catching up to him. The, 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 the lack of a depth in, in play calling is catching up to him. And he can't do everything. And I think he's really asked to do way too much in this offense. And it again, it's telling to me that they're switch, talking about. This may not happen. They're maybe just trying to right. mess with Clemson. But they're talking about switching play callers. So um, I don't want to bet on the team at all right now. The key is, you know, how's get, uh, Clemson going to uh, 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 respond? But uh, I would lean them as well. Seven and a half, the uh, Tigers. 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 Um, last but certainly not least, the Big Ten Championship game uh, in Indianapolis in the big, the world's largest Costco. <laughs> um, Purdue versus Michigan. Michigan currently a 16.5-point favorite here. For, um, now... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just curious. <laughs> Boiler up! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, last year, last year they beat Ohio State. Michigan did, and I was nervous for the Iowa game because I thought they just like sure. they summited yeah. the mountaintop. They beat Ohio State, um, and now you know this could be like a a a hangover moment for them. And what did they do? They went out and demolished Iowa. Now look, this Purdue team is dangerous. Um, they're the spoiler makers for a reason. They love upsets. They have a very flashy offense. Um, you know the the quarterback play is great now. Uh, one you know note here: uh, Purdue quarterback Tyler O'Connell, uh, his brother passed away last week apparently, and so he hasn't he he missed some time with the team. It's really unclear if he is for sure going to be playing. They're kind of planning to play with or without him. They're they're preparing for both, so that's certainly a huge factor here. Ultimately, I think he'll play, um, but him missing time is is important. Um, I, I think that. Purdue is really good at upsetting top teams, but usually it's in like that we don't see it coming moment. Uh, and the conference championship game, now look, this is Jeff Brom's first time making it to the Big Ten championship game. So the motivational factor for Purdue here is massive, right? It's like, hey, we can ruin Michigan's season. No one's giving us a chance. We finally have a, a chance to win the Big Ten championship game, which we've never had since the Big Ten championship game came around. So that makes me nervous as well. But what I see, again, as someone who's following this Michigan team as closely as anybody, um, these players are hyper-focused. Even though they just destroyed Ohio State in Columbus and that was a, a great accomplishment, Like you can see it and you hear it from the players in the interviews. 
they are immediately like, hey, we are focused on winning the Big Ten championship game because even though everyone laughed at Jim Harbaugh and laughed at the players at Big Ten media days before the season started this year when they said, hey, our goal is to beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten and go to the and win an national championship game, everyone laughed and laughed and said that's ridiculous. Well, like to these players, it's not. They're motivated. They're super focused, and I don't think that they are going to let – Purdue catch them by surprise. It doesn't mean that Purdue isn't capable still to score some points and keep this close, but I don't think it's going to be a surprise, a trap game scenario. I think they're going to be focused. And and one thing that makes me really lean Michigan here is Michigan's secondary is amazing. I mean, they were, they were shutting down. I mean, true freshman cornerback, Will Johnson for Michigan was like manhandling Marvin Harrison jr. At times during that Ohio state game, Uh, besides that one touchdown catch, which was on a different corner, like Marvin Harrison jr. Was completely held in check. And so I think that the Michigan passing defense here is going to set up very well against Purdue. That is a very pass happy team. And I'm not sure that Purdue's run defense is good enough to slow down Michigan. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Michigan to cover the 16 and a half, by the way, they're first in the country in, in point differential. They're, I believe, uh, outscoring their opponents by an average of like 27 or 28 points per game. So, um, that even though 17 or 16 and a half feels like a high number, I think Michigan can do it. 17 and a half, huh? Or six, 16 and a half. Sorry. Is it 16? It is, uh, let me just confirm here. It is 16 and a half. Yes. Hmm. You're going to make this a bad I'm board, thinking Tyler? about it. You're going to boil I'm it up, thinking about dude? it. I mean, look, the reason – I think this is a huge overreaction to Michigan-Ohio State, which I had Michigan in that game. But Mich- the reason why Michigan looks so good that game is because they saved a ton that Ohio State hadn't seen. They surprised Ohio State and opened up the running game. And then they were able to, to dominate with the offensive line when you know Ohio State was a little tired. Um, I think they're going to, it's like a Georgia, like my whole thing with Georgia, why I, I didn't want to, uh, bet on that game is because we don't know what the hell's going on with LSU yet. We know exactly what's going on in this game. And, and by the way, I think you said Tyler O'Connell, but it, uh, Aiden O'Connell will be back this week. I think that, Aiden I think O'Connell. that's a, yeah, sorry. A, I know that's kind of a fucked up situation, but, um, I think it's going to strangely motivate him. And I think the game plan is going to be tailored to string this game – or not string this game out, get this game over with, right? Like string these possessions out and keep Michigan's offense on the the field or on the sideline. Michigan is now going to be looked at in the category of like scoring points, moving the football. Like look what they did last week against Ohio State. It's going to scare this this Purdue uh, Purdue team. They're going to play a lot of shell coverage, want to keep them in front. I think this game is going to be lower scoring. I would lean with the under as well. So – I'm debating the 16 and a half. Uh, you mentioned it, like Purdue's first time in the. I'm seeing 17 here, sir, on ESPN. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it's probably available on different spots, but seven. I mean, uh, well, I want I want there to actually be numbers. I don't want to like, do this again. But uh, find us a find us a consensus number, would you? Um, yeah, 17 looks like the, the number right now, Will. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's actually seventeen everywhere right now. Seventeen bet online, bet US, Westgate, Caesars, Circa. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Seventeen. It is then. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, uh, Ryan. You can make the noise. Ching. God, we need to get back in the studio. Uh, Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Yeah, you got a bet board game, man. No, no, no. You know what? It was amazing. I don't want to bring you down during this show. It was great. But, I mean, very good. let's face it. It's not the sound effect, right? The sound effect is, is legit. So, The buttons are yeah, superior, buttons are, yes. Nice. There are some weird buttons on this thing. Let's see if this works. There's a laughing one. Uh, Will, tell a joke. Um, What came first, what? the chicken or the egg? Well, the fucking oh, no, you should, you should. <laughs> stupid. It had to be. I, I just hit the sound effects, effect. dude. I literally, I will see if it shows up in post. We didn't hear it, but maybe it'll be on the show. <laughs> we no. didn't hear it. Maybe there's laughing in post. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, let's go. Um, uh, let's go, Jeff Rom. All right. Well, we got you're boiling up. Um, we got two bet board games. I'm on TCU minus three and Michigan minus seventeen. You're on Purdue and K-State here. Yes, sir. Uh, Smitty, your picks. Wait, wait. I'm on Purdue, K-State, and then we have two bad boards. I'm on Purdue plus 17, K-State uh, minus – or uh, plus uh, two and a half, and then – or uh, plus uh, three, and then uh, – Plus three, And then yeah. uh, we're – wait, what else are we on? We're on USC also, aren't we? Well, we're both we're yeah. both on USC. Oh, I was okay. just going over okay. the bad board games, yes. USC minus yes. three. Smitty, K-State your picks. plus a two and a half. I'm going to take actually LSU and Purdue as well. Go Tigers. Wowzers, a couple of enemies going against me. All right, fair enough. Uh, Tyler, your, do you have a, uh, I mean, a a money dog parlay? Do we not have enough we games? We don't have enough to, games, to really so it's not going to be underdogs, but let's go Moneyline Parlay. So Knights of the Square Table, Moneyline Parlay, not all underdogs. We're going to go... USC, K-State. We're going to take UCF to beat Tulane. A little uh, action there. UCF. Mm. I think they are the underdog. Uh, um, and then let's go, you know what? Just to spice this thing up. Mm, let's spicy. take UNC to beat Clemson. Wow, the Tar Heels. And then Georgia. Moneyline. Wow, five yep. teams? All five. Incredible. Okay. Um, I'll give out my uh, – I'm, I'm going to go – I'm picking four. We're going to go uh, Trojans. We're going to go TCU, uh, Michigan minus 17, and North Texas. North Texas plus eight and a half. That's my 14 parlay. Um, put your entire – Look, look, if you're uh, if you're a responsible gambler, that's great. <laughs> Put all of your savings on that parlay. Let me just tell you, it's gonna it's gonna hit. Um, if you lost all your money in FTX, then this is how you can earn it all back <laughs> right now. Let me just tell you. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Follow us on Instagram at College of Paul Tailgate, where we post some of our picks. Um, and uh, you know, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be back. Remote Sunday, but we'll yeah, be back this, in the studio was, next Wednesday. I would say this was gonna... like a, a very average show. I didn't like today's show. Tyler doesn't no. like being remote. I didn't think it was average. I thought it was. I thought this show okay. was a B minus. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, right, good. With I'm you. glad you feel that way. Um, not yeah. average. Uh, still a B minus. And and look, we are going to get back in the studio where things get a little more spicy. Um, and we're looking forward to that as well. A little more spicy. We'll see you guys soon. We'll see you guys, uh, what, soon, next uh, week. Sunday and then Wednesday, of course, like always. Thank you guys for listening.